Hello, everyone. Um, what a pod. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful pod. I am very happy. I'm very happy. Um, over the moon, actually. Um, I'm not. I'm annoyed, dis depressed, maybe clinically, I don't know. Um, and on the verge of having a mental breakdown. Um, because Nigel Pearson has been sacked by Bristol City, the head coach or the former head coach, had been there for two and a half years. And that feels a bit weird to say now. Ex-Bristol City head coach, Nigel Pearson. As usual, I have Matisse alongside me. Matisse, um, let's not go into the depressing stuff straight away. How are you? Well, a couple hours ago, um, well, I still wasn't feeling that fine because I, I went to the seven-side derby and that was also pretty horrendous. Um, yeah, it's it's not been a great week since since the Coventry win, two losses, and I've, I've, it feels yeah, it does feel weird. Like you said, he, he came in in twenty twenty one February, and now I felt like he, he I he, I really felt he's my manager, he's the manager of this club. He really recently as well got the fans on his side. Um, but yeah, he's he's gone and. He, he, yeah, he won't be coming back, and it's it's surprising. And well, we're all, we're all angry. Um, I can say for all of us fans, um, I mean, it's really disappointing. And I mean, you could kind of see it coming, like with the interviews and what he said after international break. Weren't happy, then they had the audacity to blame it on recent form and the fact that they want to get promoted now and. The, the, with the amount of injuries that we have, I mean, no one's going to do a better job. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. Okay, and now we're um, Angeles. I think it's. A, I think. I think the uh, club statement is a good, good starting point. So the club statement, the headline: Nodge Basin leaves Bristol City. Nodge Basin has left Bristol City with immediate effect after being relieved of his role as manager. So he's been sacked. Uh, so he hasn't resigned. Um. Chairman Lons John Lansdowne, who barely speaks, um, is back at it again. Uh, this was a difficult decision to make, as we recognise and appreciate how much Nigel has done for the club over the past two and a half years, on and off the pitch. Nigel has hired respectable staff, yada, 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 academy structure, woman, Steve, nice. Um, we all wanted Nigel, this is the main bit that's infuriating fans, like utterly infuriating us, including me, us both as well. We all wanted Nigel to achieve our ambition to be promoted. But with our recent results, we feel that now is the time to make a change, given uh, to give the club uh, the best possible chance of success. Um, he carries on to say, uh, Jason Newell, who is a lovely man, like Jason Newell was brilliant. Uh, every time he had an interview, he came across brilliantly, like thorough professional. So I'm really, really... Um, yeah, that's, that's quite sad, actually, because he's a really good football man, really good, really good guy. He's left. Um, and head of medical performance, Dave Rennie, has also left. Um, so that means Curtis Fleming, who's the assistant manager, he'll take over on an interim basis, supported by Ali Hines and Khalifa Cissé, um, as the club seek a um, new head coach. Let's go back to that chunky bit, which was a tiny bit, which was we all wanted Nigel to achieve our ambition to be promoted, with our, but with our recent results, we felt that that was a bit... Time to make a change to um, give the best club best possible chance of success. I know you're quite unhappy about that. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the fact that they've blamed it on recent results where we face like the top three teams in the table right now. And I would say that like the Stoke and Cardiff loss, yeah, are bad, but it's it's outrageous considering we have 11 first team players off and we're playing a right wing at left back and we're starting new academy players who haven't played any minutes for us. Um, and, and, and they said to, they feel that without ambition to be promoted, like, like with any other manager will get us promoted um, where we are right now. It's just not realistic. What he's done for this club since he's come in and from the financial standpoint, and he's brought this slow progression and, and he's had nothing to play with. Lance given him nothing. And we, we've sold Scott. We've sold Semenyo. We brought in around, around like a 40 million or something. Um, and we've only spent like, I don't know, five, six, and maybe even less. Um, and, and he's brought these players and he's created this cycle, bringing these academy players up. He made Scott into this first team player and then he gained the traction from the Premier League and then off he went. But he had no backing and now he's just been chipped off and... I guess, yeah, I'm, I am surprised because it's completely undeserved. But like we said earlier, we could kind of see it coming with the way it was going. But yeah, it's just the audacity to say, to like kind of hide. And it, it's obvious that they, I don't know, they're just not happy with him and what, you've, what he said in the press. Uh, Nigel Pearson's a nice man. I, I've, I've, I've liked him. There, there's been some rough patches, but overall, I think, yeah, he's he's done his job well and for what he's done two and a half years yeah respect to him it feels like they've they've tried to make up an excuse or trying to get to a point where they can excuse it um and i think it's three defeats in four uh but as you said it's you know we played cardiff away who are who are doing well at the moment to be fair if we take the you know derby side out of it and the rivalry side after it they're doing well um and we're going into there with 12 of our first team players injured our captain missing, our main midfield man, our two best centre-backs, no real recognised right-back. Um, the striker who's played the majority of the season, he's injured as well. Um, we're fitting uh, our main left-back at right uh, centre-back, our main uh, our, like, attacking threats out because we're playing him at left-back and he's right-footed. Mess. Um, so to hide behind the results thing just, just, just boggles the mind. Just, just, just boggles the mind. It is mental how you can hide behind results um, to, you know, justify sacking a manager who, let's be honest, they've sacked because he's not a yes man. Dean Holden was a yes man, but they had to sack him because otherwise they'd have been relegated. We would have been relegated under Dean Holden. We were only going one way. Um, I think after the Watford game, was it, where we lost 6-0 away from home and played Riley Tower at left back, that was pretty evident. Um, and then we lost home to Reading and then he was just sacked eventually. Lee Johnson was sacked because we spent this boatload of money and that didn't work. So we have to try something new. Um, and arguably he was sacked a bit too late, really. So they gave him a little bit of time. He wasn't sacked early enough. Um, and, you know, Lee Johnson did a great job for us, you know, considering the whole, whole of his tenure and, you know, taking us from kind of flirting with uh, relegation to, you know, we're still in the championship. We're a reasonable, uh, reasonably mid-table kind of chat upper upper half. I'd say championship club. So to get us to that point, great job, Lee Johnson. Um, so I think we have to kind of go down that route in terms of a younger manager who's going to progress the team. 
on the pitch and be more coachy and more, you know, uh, possession-based and possession-predominant, really. That's, I think, the route we have to go down. Um, so what do you think your highlights or oh, I want to, uh, highlights more like if you were if you were if you were revising before an exam and you had to and you had to kind of make short notes on the on this period under Pearson for British City, what would you what would your like main takeaways be? I mean, it's there was a period of repair and we can't, he got signed to kind of here you go get into this job fix our problems please we're not in a good position right now and what he did he came in and he helped us there's been moments where yeah like i said we've been like is he the right man for the job we're frustrated but we can never expect us to get into the playoffs and be challenging every single season and he brought us well first season 19th and second season 17th and then last season we ended 14th it was slow progression and like i said earlier with the wage budget and the financial standpoint he helped massively the academy the flow that we have right now is great um he made like some 21 signings i think over his time some failed yes but some have been also great including like this summer as well We've seen jason knight for example um no some some good times we had um well we didn't have any cup upsets i would say but we play man city i thought we put a good fight up um no he yeah he's he, he does have a character in interviews um he has that no I'm gonna not, miss that. not always giving a smile i am i'm gonna miss that and i'm, I'm gonna miss him because uh, yeah like i said i felt like he was my manager he really settled in he was yeah he, he he did a job and i thought i thought he did it well and i think we're, we're all kind of sad to see him to see him go but um yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. Do you do you see him getting another job soon, or do you think it's going to be it for him? Well, from a selfish point of view, I hope he doesn't get another job because I think it will be really nice for for us just to you know his last job to build the foundations at Bristol City and then we go on from here. Um, although you know it's been it's a bit of a sour ending, really, the way it's ended here. Um, and I'm I'm sure he would have liked to you know finish the job in terms of getting us promoted if we do get promoted that is, um, and I'm sure he would have been he would have been you know adamant on on being the guy to take us there because he he's the guy who's built the foundations for two and a half years here. All these players have improved. All these players have improved under Nigel Pearson. Um, and that's that's excluding the players who've kind of come in. A few, like a couple of exceptions, if not, um, who've not like you know hit the ground running straight away. I'm thinking Harry Cornick and Aspermetti. But apart from that, um, Mark Sykes has been brilliant. Um, Andy King was signed what in his first summer, and everyone thought it would be like a one year stopgap, and then he'd go. He's been really good. <laughs> um, let's be honest. For like for a 35 year old, he's 35 today. And happy birthday. Um, he's been he's been really good. Um, Rob Atkinson has been really good. He was signed in his first summer. Zach Vine has been brilliant for the past 12 months. Um, Jason Knight, as you mentioned, he's been brilliant. Matty James was like a similar situation to Andy King, like maybe two years and then he's out. He's been, he's still, a, he's still our midfield general. He's the captain. Um, and then, you know, the progression of young players, Alex Scott, Antoine Semenyo, um, now Tommy Conway, Sam Bell, um, players from our academy still, Cam Pring, Zach Vine, Max O'Leary, um, 
and also, you know, young players who've been brought into the football club through recruitment, Dane Garn Hickman, Arnis Mometti, um, Jason Knight. So we've we've clearly gone in the right direction under Nigel Pearson. Um, and I'm forever thankful for that. Whatever happens after this, and I know there's a lot of frustration, including me, with the decision right now. I don't think the timing is right at all. I think if we were, if he was going to leave, it would have it would have been best for the for it to happen at the end of the season, and then we can go from there and have our time. But it's happened now. Whoever comes in, um, and we'll talk about that because uh, we've just had a tweet from a um, from one of the uh, more um, credible sources and credible reporters that you know there might be three three names on there who are pretty predominant. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, so I think we both can agree this has been this two and a half years have been. Massive, massive thumbs up. I think we can agree on that, can't we? Yeah, definitely. And it's sad we didn't get to say a goodbye to him, I guess. But with these second sackings, it doesn't really happen. But no, I wish the best for him. He's not like physically in great health right now because of his back, you know, like neurological problems. But no, I wish for the best for him. And yeah, cheers. And no, I just, it's not how I really wanted him to go. But he's had a good two and a half years. And like, like, like you said, I think end of the season would have been bit better timing if they were going to sack him instead of making these excuses and now obviously the fans aren't happy um it'll be interesting to see where we go from now who we sign the, the results coming up but yeah overall yeah just thank you to him and yeah i wish him wish him the best uh yeah um fully fully wish him the best um because he's been fabulous manager for us and you know people on the outside might be looking well what has he actually really done he's done a lot He's done a lot. He's galvanised the fan base, which, let's be honest, was very split um, when Holden was sacked. He's galvanised the fan base, apart from a few idiots um, who are who, st- who think that he's done nothing. He's been brilliant for us. Um, and I'm sad, to be honest. I'm really, really sad that he's gone. Um, but in a way, felt inevitable, didn't it? After that, after that especially after that Alex Scott sale felt inevitable yeah. what were your thoughts on his kind of cryptic messages after you know especially after that alex scott sale it's just it's just been kind of this slowly it's been kind of embedded in these cryptic messages over over a period of time and clearly his last interview was after cardiff and it was um he signed off on the interview with um the, the reporter said i can't remember i can't remember the reporter saying sorry um he said um, well, we'll see you next week, Nigel. Um, and then he went, yeah, hopefully anyway. Um, so what are your thoughts on his kind of cryptic messages through through this period? Yeah, I mean, like, like you said earlier, he's not a yes man like Dean Holden was. Um, he he kind of just seemed to be frustrated and he he's not, he, he shows his honest truth. And we know that he hasn't, it hasn't gone his way. He hasn't been given the backing and, like when he said he he hasn't really been told anything as well. He was expected to have Alex Scott within the squad, and they sold him, kept the money, didn't reinvest it into the squad, didn't really give him anything to do with. And then the interview after the international break, he really showed it. He was irritated, and then clearly the board didn't respond well to that. And when he said like, "Why didn't you ask someone higher up?" and yeah, like you said, now hopefully see you next week. Um, well. It's it's not going to be that, um, but yeah, it's kind of classic Nigel Pearson with these um, little messages. Um, 
but yeah, like you said, I'm I am surprised, but you could also see it coming eventually. But yeah, the timing not not on point. Um, yeah. Um, so overall thoughts on Pearson because this will be the, probably the last time we talk about Nigel Pearson ever um, in detail, oh, which, is, which is mental. Um, but overall thoughts. He took a shambles of a club and he's galvanised it. He's galvanised the fan base. He's got all of us moving in the right direction. He's laid some brilliant foundations. The young players, the players who have been playing some good football and he's moulded them and really got this moving in the right direction. So for for that, forever thankful. Um, And I seriously hope he gets a a send-off, whether he will or not. I, I... I don't know. Um, hopefully he gets, he puts like a message on Twitter or something and then we can all kind of, you know, he reads all of that and genuinely thinks, genuinely can see what we're, you know, um, what we think of him and what we think of the owners, um, who we'll talk about in a bit. Um, so what are your final thoughts on Pearson? Yeah, it feels weird. When We're never really going to look at him and chat about him again. I feel like this Pearson era has been yeah nice it has been a big part of well yeah me supporting Bristol City and and it feels like it was a bit longer than two and a half years but yeah it's been cut short from the three-year deal um and he's off but yeah yeah like you said forever thankful for what he's done and this kind of cycle now we have a new generation coming through as well like Yeboah, Knight LaBelle, um was Joseph James the the new right back just like these players who show glimpses and Yeboah I mean we all love him we've already have a song for him um which was singing around cardiff city stadium as well but yeah thank thanks to him for everything he's he's done and yeah i guess we're gonna have to go and push on this rest of the season without him but yeah i guess goodbye nigel pearson yeah cheers nigel um and you know he is he he is welcome at ashingate anytime he is and i think he's unless he gets another job i don't think he's going to move from um where he lives, uh, which is like somewhere in south of the training ground. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, yeah, well, he hopefully does well, whatever he does next, um, whether that's a managerial role. Maybe if the relationship is kind of repaired between the owners, maybe we might see him in a higher, higher up role at Bush City. You never know. He might be, he might go and work at Leicester as well, but I never know. Um, but we've got to move on from this. This is the post Nigel Pearson era for Bristol City. Um, and this is this now the conversation moves on to who are we going to get next? Um, so there's the usual, you know, yeah, work managers who've just been sacked or recently sacked, and uh, um, you know, Gary Rowett, Nathan Jones, Michael Beale, John Eustace, um, Cisco Munoz, kind of clumping names together. So what what are you looking in a in a future Bush City manager then? What would you what would you want? Yeah, well, I I quite liked what Nigel Pearson was trying to do. Sorry to keep going back to him, but like the high press kind of play and kind of how we moved away from this counter attacking football, um, which is what you have to do if you want to realistically progress and become a top side. Um, so yeah, we have gone for like kind of the older managers, so maybe a fresh like new kind of take with a, a young manager and see what he can do with the squad. Um, like you said, the rumours about 
the new um, managers who had just been sacked. Um, some of them, we talked about it earlier um, before the pod, but like their style of football, like the Millwall. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to specific names in a minute, if you don't mind. Yeah. What, 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 I'm just um, asking, what's, what kind of style, if you were, if you were uh, Tom Rawcliffe, the COO, what style would you want? What, what style would you, would you be looking at? Would you go experienced? Would you go young? Based on where we are yeah. at the moment, you know, as well? Yeah, based on where we are, I still think with the squad we have, we're not really going to be looking to relegation. So a young manager um, for the rest of the season, maybe take a risk, see what he can do. More possession-based football. I think that's the aim to go towards that type of football. Keeping with the high press, we've got players who are used to that. Um, but yeah, possession-based football, trying to keep the ball. But I feel like we need to learn what we can do with the ball when we have the ball. Because recently, in recent games, and throughout the season, being like a reoccurring problem of we when we have possession, we usually don't get the result um, because we don't necessarily know what to do or create chances. And we haven't scored that many goals this season compared to playoff contenders or created many chances. Our shots on targets like stats haven't been great at all so yeah more possession base high press again but turning into yeah one of the top quality side and also kind of what, what we saw in Ipswich on Wednesday they were very sharp and they moved very quickly their passes one point I feel like some of our players are passes and sometimes the accuracy is pretty poor at some moments but the Ipswich were a great side high energy Pass, move, pass, move, creating chances. Um, they only won one nil, but I thought they were they were a good side there. But yeah, like I said, yeah, possession based, high press, creating chances. No, I agree. I want. I would like someone young, um, someone who's able to build and has a clear identity of what they want to imprint on this squad. Because I think this squad has the adapt adaptability in terms of making that switch. Because I think we've got players who are good on the ball. You know, I'm thinking of Viner. Uh, Naismith, James, uh, Taylor Hickman, um, who are good on the ball. We might need a few areas, you know, freshened up a little bit. Um, I'm thinking goalkeeper, maybe right back or something, you know, something like that. Uh, but we don't know how good Ross McCrory is. Um, but, you know, maybe a few areas, but um, we we could do that. Um, I think I think, I think think we might look down that route, uh, you know, similar to Johnson. And hopefully we look down that route. Um, but... Uh, we've had a tweet uh, 30, 40 minutes ago from uh, Rob Dorsett, uh, who's a reporter on Sky, uh, you know, quite, you know, quite respectable. And he's come out with John Eustace, Gary Rower and Nathan Jones are top of Bristol City's list of candidates to replace Nigel Pearson. He's been told City's bosses want to move quickly and already have a shortlist uh, with those th- with those three out of work managers being the ones they want to talk to thoughts yeah well i was expecting a, a short list or sort of idea because i wouldn't have thought the owners would sack him and then we don't know where we are um so yeah a short list was expected and these are the kind of coaches that recently just been sacked it's kind of the same old news so yeah gary rower for millwall we know millwall their their brand of football isn't really that admirable. And when you go to places like Millwall, we played them early in the season. It's kind of that sort of game where ball's in the air, not really football's being played. Managed to make the win in the end um, through Harry Cornick's long throw. Um, but 
Yeah. Nigel Besson signing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, yeah, you said John Eustace. Bring Nigel surprised. back. Bring Nigel back. That's that's my opinion. That's all I'm saying. That's all we all want. That. Um, <laughs> yeah, John Euston, uh, John Eustis, um sacked by the the Blues, Birmingham. I was surprised on that as well, considering they they had a strong start to the season. Everyone was like, they are the dark horses. Well, well, they their new owners wanted to go a different direction um, with Wayne Rooney. So, yeah, John Eustis, good manager. Um, I'm not denying that. But the style of football has come into question a little bit. I'm not overly convinced. I think I don't. I don't overly. I don't. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to sit here and think and say I've, I've watched Birmingham all season. Uh, the period Johnny just was there um, for these last three games, um, but I not. But last season it was kind of you know stoic and a little bit defensive and quite you know they were aggressive, but they were you know kind of compact and not very. Free flowing attacking wise, but this summer they signed you know a few good attacking players, Dembele and Miyoshi. Uh, but I'm not really sure where they stand on the attacking, you know, kind of if we want and if we were going to go down that route, we might as well just stuck with Pearson, really. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, I thought I thought it was a strange decision from that. I know they want to go down that route. I don't know if Wayne Rooney, from what he's done at like Derby and stuff, he wasn't didn't look too convincing as as a great manager. Um, but yeah, I mean, we both said we wanted a kind of young manager, something new, but <clears throat> I don't know if Lansdowne will go down that route. And, um, if we'll, if we'll sign someone like that, I feel like we might just take one of these out of job managers. And well, like we said, this Sky Sports, um, reporter has put these three as well as, yeah, Nathan Jones, um, oh, who is Welsh, right. who, is, who is Welsh, um, no, 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 that that's so, not the that's 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 not the problem here for Nathan Jones. He despises us, and we despise him. He's Cardiff born, which is you know make of that what you will. We do have a Welshman in the squad. Um, we have two actually, Lewis Thomas and uh, Andy King. But that's not the point here. Um, we, he's not. We don't, we're not going to take to him. He's not going to take to us, and that is the main problem here. We we're not going to like him very much. Um, I think he's a good manager. I think he's all right. Um, uh, but anything apart from Luton, he, he he seemingly struggled. He went to Stoke, he struggled there. He went to Southampton, he massively failed there. Um, so you know, how's he? How's how good is he apart from you know Luton? I'm not convinced on that. And his style of football, again, a bit direct, quite quite similar to Bristol City, as in really really high energy, really high pressing, like gonna press the hell out of you, and you know gonna make it uncomfortable, but. I'm not overly sure on that either. Um, and I'm not sure he'd want the job as well. Um, so those three, I wouldn't mind Eustace to an extent, but I'm still not convinced. Um, Rower is a no because I don't want that style of football. And if it and if that doesn't, you know, work, you know, pretty soon, the fans are going to turn. And once we turn, we're not coming back. Uh, Nathan Jones, we we already turned. We we don't want him. Um, so that kind of leaves you know a few managers who are still out of play. I saw I saw one person say um, it was a Graham Potter. I would like to be a millionaire. It's not going to happen. Um, I would you know like to be Bill Gates. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, ignore one idiot, but still. Um, I, I respect the ambition, but not going to happen. Um, 
I, I, I saw Michael Beale being linked and I was like, okay, okay. You know, got sacked to Rangers, got uh, left QPR. Um, but generally, he plays good football. And if he's given the time and he doesn't, you know, ditch us for another club, that could be a decent, decent appointment. And he, again, plays nice football. So I don't know. Um, have you got anyone in particular you really, really, you know, one name you'd go, yeah, I want him, if you had to pick? Not particularly, but like you said, we want a nice brand of football similar to what we've been playing this high press. I feel like, like you said, John Eustace um, could be a decent signing, but Gary Rowett, if we move to this type of football, it's just not, we're a type of fan base where we, we feed off like um, these attacks and good style of football. But if we move to that sort of brand, it's really not what we're looking for. And we've already mentioned Nathan Jones. Um yeah, uh, Graham Porter would be great. Um, if I had to pick a name, I, I'd take him. But yeah, it, we want to get promoted. Um, but he's not coming. He's not coming down to PS3. I'm fair. I'm fairly sure someone on Talksport or something like that mentioned Dean Smith, and I'm going no, no. Uh, ex Norwich, ex ex Aston Villa. He was he was interim at Leicester. Last season, towards the back end of it, just you know, he was he was caretaker, not interim. He was a caretaker. Um, that didn't end well. Um, got them relegated, basically. Um, Chris Wilder is a shout. Is a very interesting shout, but apparently, you know, Sheffield United might be sniffing around him again. Uh, I don't know. Um, the the most interesting name, though, out of these, in my opinion, is um, Luke Williams from Notts County. He's got them top of the league at the moment, um, or top of the league might be second, might be second um, um, behind Stockport. But still, you know, incredible job. They've just come up from the national league. The team spirit there was ridiculous. Um, I would, and I think he was some. I think he was here before in some capacity. Uh, I, yeah, he was. He was the under twenty one coach um, between twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. So maybe he has some sort of affinity and some sort of admiration for the club. And if he if we were to tempt him away, I'd be very happy yeah. with that. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the fact that not Notts County, obviously, they came up with Wrexham in the end. They've had a, a better start to the season. Yeah, they are second right now. Um, it would be a good option for him as well, because even if he does get promoted, still be in League One, it could be a good move um, for him. I'm looking yeah, his career. Did spend some time at Bristol Rovers in his youth career, but I'm sure that that won't be too much of a big problem. But yeah, he looks like a a decent shout as well. Um, but we'll see. I, I remember back when Holden got sacked as well. There were rumours around Eddie Howe, and I mean, look <laughs> oh, where I remember he's... that. I remember that. Yeah, look where he's gone that. now. I mean, that he made a good decision um, if those rumours yeah. were true um, to, to to not take this job. Um, but wow, yeah, he's he's done great. Um, but yeah, Luke Williams shout. Um, yeah, Dean Smith didn't work out with Norwich and couldn't get them back up. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. But I reckon we will see this decision be made um, within the next week or two. I reckon um, just because of the fact that the, the fact that they made this decision, considering he still had 
this season left on his contract. I reckon they'll have, like we said, a short list of people prepared to take the job. Um, so I reckon we'll, we'll get a relatively quick turnaround um, in the manager. I didn't say anything, but Steve Cottrell's available. Steve Cottrell's available. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. Um, it's not going to happen, and I hope it doesn't, because I, I just don't want that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's because, look, it's, it's happened like four or five hours ago, so we haven't got any sort of clarity yet who's actually going to be the next boss, but some some names are better, better than others. And um, as much as I respect Rob Dorsett, I sincerely hope it's none of the none of the names he's mentioned because if it is uh my our fan base is going to turn very very quickly if it if things don't go well um any kind of parting words on mr nigel pearson and no. um, well i actually actually any parting words on um the the uh well new new bottom who could it be yeah well like we said earlier Thank you to Nigel Pearson. And we, we are all still frustrated and we'll see how these next few weeks go. I reckon Nigel Pearson will put something up on um on Twitter or something. But yeah, undeserved. But at the end of the day, we do have to move on and we have to look to someone new. So yeah, I'm 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 also a bit gutted for Jason Ewell as well. Thought he was great. And then the head of the medical um department as well, which can be linked to the sort of injuries that we have. Um, some of them obviously weren't to blame with like um, rehab or how 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 they train, um, but yeah, new manager. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll move towards this young sort of manager. But yeah, this short list that has been released it is early on though, so we'll see how the next few days unfold and what rumors come out. But yeah, hopefully, someone who at least at the end of the season, of course. Um, to come in and yeah, create a nice brand of football, but I'm excited, but I'm still sad and bit, yeah, disappointed and gutted. Um, cause I, I did, I did like Nigel Pearson, but is what it is at the end of the day. Um, and we move on with Bristol city. Well, we could be talking about Sheffield Wednesday, but that's pointless at this point. Um, cause well, this is much bigger. Um, so we'll kind of talk about the ownership and then finish off um, there. The Lansdowns. Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts, yeah. Um, out um, ASAP. Um, yeah, and that's the thoughts from most, well, most, all of the fans. If, if you don't see that, um, you might be blind. But um, yeah, what they've done and the lack of backing and if if a manager has to come out and give these messages in interviews to the public to show his like despair and the anger and irritation that he has towards the owners, then you know it's it's bad. And we don't know exactly what's happened behind the scenes, but um it's not good. And well, we know the excuses they've made to sack him. Um and yeah, just the lack of backing. And we, we mentioned it earlier all this money, he, he, he didn't have anything to play with. Um, and yeah, hopefully maybe someone, Dubai, USA, anyone, anyone willing to buy Bristol City. So I feel, I feel like we're a club that 
it's a it's a beautiful city one of the biggest in the uk and if someone buys in it's an, a nice place to live it's a club that should be in this top line premier league uh, and the fact that we haven't been in the premier league is we as, like as a club and as a city i think it should be so yeah anyone from dubai listening or or yeah uae america qatar um please 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 come by us um uh look i I think with the lansdowns it's it's quite easy to jump on the backs after this because pearson was very very light um but um you also got to remember he's done quite well in his in his kind of tenure here and that can't be like you know just um brush on the carpet there's also an element of frustration with Lansdowne, which I think is evident. Uh, ever since you know he's kind of gone, we we are a kind of Premier League club, and but paraphrasing a little bit, he's not really done much after that. And the frustrations, especially after you know not backing Pearson with the Alex Scott sale after the Alex Scott sale, is just bizarre. Because suddenly, if suddenly the new manager gets this pot of money. That you know, he asked. I know if he if he wants to sign three players for three four million, and he gets it. Pearson and Pearson hasn't got it. You know, it's like what are you doing? Um, so yeah, I think they're going to have to be very careful in terms of what they do after after this, and if they actually back the manager or not. And the frustration is there, and I agree with it. So. Yeah, I'm also kind of in the Steve Lansdowne out camp because this is this is this is this decision for to sack Pearson has not been made because of football football results because if it was, that would show the incompetency of the ownership, which is mental, uh, and I don't think I don't think it's made on football decisions because it because despite you know not a great run recently three defeats and four as I said, there is a lot of context to it you know injuries you know tough teams um, teams in form. Um, and just general, you know, unluck, bit unlucky against a few teams as well. Um, so this is not a football. This is this is literally just genuinely a breakdown of the relationship between uh, Nigel Pearson and um, uh, well, Steve Lansdowne and John Lansdowne, clearly, and that is that is that is the gist of it. <sighs> yeah, uh, there's nothing more I can say. Really, it's I'm I'm with the Steve Lansdowne and Lansdowne's out camp because this uh, at the moment is just not good enough. They've split the fan base again, um, and yeah, uh, if any of the if if they are if they if they if they do get the next appointment right, like hundred percent right, and we then we're all looking at this period and going, well, that was a brilliant genius move. Because that's now enabled us to make that they make that step up to the Premier League, or you know wherever it is. Um, but yeah, I'm in the Steve Lansdowne out camp because this is not good enough. There's, that's not acceptable. Um, I think we've covered the gist of it, haven't we? Yeah, most of the manager stuff. I guess yeah, it's goodbye Nigel Pearson and Lansdowne out is what most fans are saying now. Cheers, Nigel. But yeah, his time is up. Um, more on the football side, I'll just quickly brush over because we haven't actually talked about results. But yeah, it's a week of two losses. 
still this lack of attacking sort of threat. We've scored zero goals. Ipswich were a tough side. Seven side derby. Feel like we just didn't really turn up. The marking on the corner was poor, and then the, the that skill was amazing on kind of second goal. To be fair, then the power just beat O'Leary, kind of just standing there, and it just went a little bit over him. Um, but yeah, we we got Chef Wednesday next weekend, probably with Curtis Fleming. I don't see us getting someone within the next week, but we'll see. Um, but then QPR way, I think those two are must wins considering where they are. Those are Sheffield we win them, Wednesday, though? yeah, are we going to win them? That's the problem. Um, but Sheffield Wednesday did get their first win of the season this Brilliant. this Brilliant. afternoon against Rotherham. So it's not great timing considering the terrible run of form they've been on. But I think at least four points. Um, are there anything less than that is pretty unacceptable. I know we have a lot of injuries, but we still got an, enough quality to, to outplay these sides. And QPR will probably have a new manager by then. And mm. Well, Nigel Pearson has been linked with QPR, so if that happens, interesting. Um, but just don't do a you know, switching of managers and don't get Gareth Ainsworth, because that would be... Mm. No, that would just kill me. Um, that, that, would, that, would, that would break me. Um, I think, yeah, I think we've covered the gist of it. Um, overall... Very, very, very disappointed and very, very frustrated with the board at, um, you know, what they've done. Uh, because simply unacceptable. He's not, Pearson has been brilliant for us. And, you know, some may say, well, he's not really made, he's not really done anything. He's not got you promoted or anything. The context behind it is mental. The context behind it is very key. And, yeah, it's it's... Sad day, sad day. Um, and I've never really seen a fan base so, so united and so disappointed as well. Normally, when, when a manager gets sacked, you normally, it's it's very likely that, you know, it's after a run of bad results, he's lost the fans. Everyone's very happy and everyone's looking forward. This is so different. This is so different. He's been treated unfairly by the board and just, uh, yeah. Just, just, just depressing. Um, hopefully, the new manager get. This is my message, though. Hopefully, new manager gets gets the time uh, necessary and gets the patience because it won't tick straight away. And you know, if it, if they are in charge of the first two games, that would be brilliant. That would be lovely. That'd be ideal. Um, but it probably won't happen. And if they are, then give them the time. Um, and maybe Chef Wednesday at home and QPR away is the right time and the you know right first two games to you know get someone get someone in. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know what direction the club's going going into with the new manager either. Um, any other any any final final thoughts? Yeah, just it's going to be pretty big and interesting how we're going to take this and yeah the appointment will be crucial to see where we um move on but yeah overall very sad and and frustrating uh afternoon and evening for Bristol City fans um yeah we're, we're not exactly too happy um but yeah we sympathize with Nigel Pearson and yeah I wish him all the best um and yeah we won't be seeing him next Saturday um but yeah thank you for everything and yeah I think 
about, about covered it all. Yeah. Um, weird podcast because we've not had a managerial change yet. Um, but this is the first one and hopefully not of many uh, because that would not be ideal. Um, we'll be back with uh, once we hire a new manager. Um, and if they, if that's before the Chef Wednesday game, we'll talk about uh, Wednesday and we'll talk about uh, the um, new manager. If it's not, we'll talk about Wednesday in the next podcast. Uh, Chef Wednesday, that is. Uh, not, not this Wednesday. That'll be weird. Uh, Chef Wednesday. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it then. That is it from the both of us. Thank you for very much for listening to the 1894 podcast and another 45 minutes or so of complete ramble. And this feels a bit different and this feels like crunch time for Bristol City. This next appointment is absolutely massive. They have to nail it on the head or we're on a downward slope to League One. Um, this has been Annie, yeah. um, who's been... Yeah, talking about <laughs> it's, it's been um, this has been me. Um, um, this has been depressed me. Um, hopefully not depressed. You know, next next week, but depressed me. Um, but yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, we've we've got to move on. Um, we do. But yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Um, thanks for the support recently as well. Yeah, keep subscribing. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, all that stuff. Um, yeah, follow our socials as well. And he also yeah has a YouTube channel, my Instagram and all that all that stuff. But yeah, hopefully next week, perhaps a managerial um well addition and hopefully a win. There'll be more um, more 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 will be revealed in the next few days. I think more more rumors, yeah. more like concrete managerial changes, more managerial news will come out. Um, thank you very much for watching, everyone. Uh, you can as you said if you're listening as well. Thank you very much, and um, yeah. We'll see you. We'll see you next time.